This is episode two of the Curiosity Club podcast. Welcome to the Curiosity Club podcast, a safe place to get your weekly dose of life lessons, helping you let go of fear, overwhelm and insecurities. I'm your host, Katri Barrett, and with each episode, I share my insights and practical skills for you to unlock your full potential. Live and work confidently. Be courageous. Be curious. Because life's too short to keep holding yourself back. Hello, hello, lovely people. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about confidence. I want to explore the different components of confidence, what I like to call the selfies. These are self-awareness, self-beliefs and self-esteem and how you can go about improving them for yourself so that self-doubt can stop holding you back. Confidence is an attribute that all of us would like to possess. However, most people aren't doing anything to actively work towards improving self-confidence for themselves. To be confident is to have faith and a sense of trust in yourself and your ability to do things. The main symptom of lack of confidence I see in clients is fear, and this is caused by self-doubt. That fear of what people are thinking about you, fear of what might happen, fear that you're not good enough. And it's this fear that keeps us stuck and afraid of taking action. It stops us from doing the things that we need to do in order to get to where it is that we want to be. It might be that self-doubt manifests for you in different areas. Maybe it prevents you from pitching your ideas at work, even though you've got plenty of them. And that means that you never even get considered for that promotion that you dream of. Maybe it's that you want to be fitter and stronger, but the idea of going to the gym terrifies you because that sneaky little voice pipes up telling you that everyone is going to be watching and thinking how stupid you look in the weights room. Maybe you're a compare and despairer who scrolls through Instagram looking at perfectly curated feeds of other people's lives whilst telling yourself that she's way prettier than you are and that she has her life way more sorted than you do. We all think like this sometimes. We are only human after all. The difference between someone who has a lack of confidence and someone who is confident is what happens afterwards. If you're confident, you may think all of these self-deprecating thoughts. You'll feel the fear and doubt that they induce, but you will do the thing anyway because you trust that you can handle your emotions no matter the outcome. You'll apply for that job, you'll go on that date, you'll write that blog post and start that business because you trust that if it doesn't work out, you will be okay. If you don't have that confidence, the fear of what might happen will cause you not to act at all. I think there's this common misconception that lots of people have when they look at successful people where they presume that success is the reason they are confident. In actuality, it tends to be the opposite. Confidence doesn't come from always being successful. It comes from taking action and then either failing or succeeding. And from whatever the experience is, you're able to learn and grow ready for the next time. It's when you're in the grips of low self-confidence and afraid to take any action that you get stuck unable to progress the way that you want to in life and achieve whatever it is that you want. Essentially, if you aren't taking any action at all, you're moving in the opposite direction of confidence. The good news is that however it may affect you, confidence is a skill that can be learned and nurtured. The method that I have developed and I use when I'm working with clients during my coaching programs is what I call the selfies. 
And these are what I deem to be the three pillars of confidence, self-awareness, self-beliefs and self-esteem. If you listened to last week's podcast episode, you will have already heard me talk about the importance of self-awareness because it is key when we're trying to create any sort of change within ourselves. It enables us to have the foresight to take a look within and dig a little deeper so that we can create a better understanding about ourselves. An understanding that is necessary when building our own confidence. This understanding is important because when we begin to focus our attention inwards, we get to know ourselves. And when we really get to know ourselves, we can begin to understand why we think certain thoughts that make us feel certain things. This in turn makes us behave in certain ways. It is the ability to monitor our thoughts and emotions from moment to moment that is the key to understanding ourselves better. We need to be making peace with who we are and be confident in everything that we do. By truly knowing and understanding ourselves, we are able to create a unique blueprint, sort of like a set of instructions to ourselves that we can then use as a guide to build confidence and live life in whichever way it is that we want to. The second selfie is self-belief. And our beliefs about ourselves underpin everything that we feel. And it's our feelings that drive our behaviours. For example, if we believe that we aren't good enough, then we will feel inadequate or embarrassed. That inadequacy could mean not having the confidence to apply for that job that you want so badly. Every experience that we have ever had has influenced what our beliefs are today and shaped who it is that we've become. But this isn't fixed. With awareness and by putting in some work, you can change your beliefs over time. But first, we need to understand our beliefs a little bit more. I want you to think of a giant oak tree. The deeply grounded roots of the tree being your beliefs and the branches of the tree being your thoughts. When you were a child and someone said they didn't want to play with you, this perhaps caused you to feel rejected and this planted a seed. That seed was then watered and nurtured by all your subsequent thoughts about being unwanted and you unknowingly sought out evidence to support these feelings throughout your lifetime. In turn, this meant that no matter the real reasons, every time that someone did or said something like, I'm sorry, you can't come to my party, I'm only allowed to invite five people, your belief tree grew bigger and stronger, supporting that core belief of everyone will reject me. Discovering what our core beliefs are can be challenging, but it starts with developing your self-awareness enough so that you can notice when you're having negative thoughts about yourself. For example, let's stick with the belief of everyone will reject me. This might show up when your partner messages you to say that they can no longer go to the cinema on Friday night as you'd planned. This is due to them having to work late, so it's out of their control. But when they tell you this, it causes a reaction in you that makes you ignore your partner's WhatsApp for the rest of the afternoon because you're so annoyed and hurt by the perception of them not caring and not wanting to spend time with you. However, if you were to take a moment to pause and be inquisitive about this reaction, it may uncover some interesting insights. If you could listen back to your thoughts when you received the message, cancelling those plans, perhaps you would have noticed some of the following. 
he doesn't want to spend time with me. He doesn't care about me. He obviously doesn't want to be with me. And it was these thoughts that made you feel insecure and unworthy. But why? If we want to discover the beliefs that are causing us to think and feel certain things, we need to ask why. Why am I thinking this? Why am I feeling this? We need to keep asking why and digging so that we can follow that branch all the way down to discover what's at the root. And in the instance of our hypothetical friend, they would discover it was actually their belief of everyone will reject me that caused their feelings and not actually the fact that their partner had cancelled their plans. And this is a very empowering thing to realise that it isn't other people that dictate how you feel. Just this understanding in itself enables us to be sympathetic to the fact that their partner probably doesn't want to work late on a Friday and would much rather spend the time going to the cinema with them. And that not only could save an argument, but it also means that their unhelpful belief is no longer supported. And over time, if they keep practicing that method, they can change that core belief to something more realistic and much more helpful. Other examples of core beliefs might, that might impact someone's confidence could be I am weak, I am stupid, I am not worthy, I am a failure, I am ugly, I am not perfect, I am not lovable, and so on and so on. When we have these as our core beliefs, we are continuously looking for evidence to support them and they will impact our thoughts and feelings. Moving on to the last selfie, self-esteem. Within the broad canvas of self-esteem, you've got your inner self-worth, which is who you actually are. If you don't actually know who you are and what you stand for, then how could you ever stand tall and be proud walking in your own shoes? If you're oblivious to the fact that you are wearing those white converse, then how can you be proud of them? It is so important that we know our values so that we can live from them. As soon as we know ourselves better, we can begin to make friends with ourselves and accept ourselves. And as I've mentioned in the previous episode, the relationship that you have with yourself should be the most cherished of all. If your inner world is unhealthy and disrespectful, then that's all you will attract from relationships in your outer world. So take a moment and ask yourself, how are you speaking to yourself? A huge factor that plays into our self-worth and self-esteem is body image. So many of us attach all of our self-worth on our appearance. And to be honest, it's hardly surprising, especially as women. From a very young age, we are conditioned to think pretty and thin equals happiness. But in reality, those external factors will never be able to make us feel truly comfortable in our own skin until we are comfortable being ourselves. I believe that in order to improve your body image, you must first improve your self-care. Unfollow those people that don't make you feel good on social media. Get rid of the things in your wardrobe that don't empower you when you put them on. Appreciate what you do have rather than what you don't. Change that lacking mindset to one of abundance and fulfillment. One way to do this is to appreciate everything that your body does for you. All of our bodies are different with different abilities. It's about embracing that. Finding a sense of awe in the fact that you are made up of 37 trillion cells all working together so that you can listen to this podcast and consciously decipher what I'm saying. 
Think of those cooperative cells that give you eyes to see the world, ears for hearing it, skin for feeling it, and legs for carrying you around it. Self-esteem doesn't come from the way we look when we begin to befriend ourselves. I want to leave you with my top tips for embracing the confidence that is already within you. Let it be heard, it's just been kept quiet all these years by those unhealthy beliefs. So number one, really get to know yourself. Because when you have a stronger sense of who you really are, you can begin to build a sense of ease and acceptance of your unique characteristics, strengths and weaknesses. Number two, just let yourself feel everything. Whether it's fear, embarrassment or self-doubt, you're human and it's okay to feel like that. But don't let it stop you from doing the things that you want to do. Number three, closely related to number two, is do, do, do. Keep taking action. No matter how big or how small it is, it is better to fail from taking action and learn from it next time than to do nothing and learn nothing. Number four, the voice you hear in your head is your inner critic. Don't always believe what she tells you. And lastly, treat and talk to yourself how you would treat and talk to your best friend. Most of us would never dream of talking to others the way that we talk to ourselves, and that's a huge problem. When you begin to change your inner world, it's amazing how much of your outer world will fall into place. So my loves, that is all from me today. Please subscribe and leave a five-star rating if you're enjoying the podcast. If today's episode has resonated with you and you feel the call to work deeper into the areas I've discussed, then do reach out to me via Instagram or my website to find out more about my coaching programs. Until next time, stay curious.